three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome to another episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a podcast of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we seek to advance peace, promote stability, and encourage you to think deterrence. I'm your host, Adam Lowther, and today's episode is about Able Archer 1983. What I wanted to do today was to revisit Able Archer and help you understand what actually happened. Now, advocates of nuclear disarmament frequently argue that the United States and Russia face a real threat of accidental nuclear war due to miscalculation. In such a scenario, either Russia or the United States misjudges the actions of the other, leading them to start an inadvertent nuclear war. Allied Command Europe's Able Archer 1983 exercise is the prime example that is cited over and over again to suggest such a war is imminently possible. The story goes that the Soviet Union mistakenly took the exercise as a screen for the United States to launch an attack on the Soviet Union and, in response, made a number of moves to posture their forces for nuclear war. The only problem with this story is that it is a misrepresentation of both Soviet and American action prior to and during Able Archer 1983. This myth falsely suggests that, but for the grace of God, the world was on the precipice of Armageddon. Nothing could be further from the truth. Simon Miles's academic article, quote, The War Scare That Wasn't, and his popular article, the mythical war scare of 1983, adroitly demonstrate that neither the Soviet Union nor the United States thought the other side was launching a nuclear attack. Declassified documents and firsthand accounts offer a very different picture of Abel Archer from that offered in articles like the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, Abel Archer, How Close of a Call Was It? In long discussions with senior colleagues who participated in Able Archer exercises, it was made clear that much of the common knowledge is misguided. Those who argue that Able Archer 1983 was a large-scale event with political and military participants exercising their respective roles against a largely free-form scenario, permitting open-ended decision-making and decisions are just wrong. These same authors often suggest that the Soviet leadership believed the exercise to be a screen for a nuclear attack. This too is not accurate. For those, quote, maximalists who see the risk of accidental nuclear war as high, mischaracterizing Able Archer 1983 is a useful way to sow doubt about the stability, security, and resilience of the nuclear decision-making process of the United States and Russia. This is all done as part of a larger nuclear disarmament agenda. For, quote, revisionist authors who are looking at Able Archer 1983 employing newly declassified primary sources 
to challenge the disarmament community's useful myth, acceptance is largely absent. The story they tell is not helpful to the cause of disarmament, so it's ignored. So let's talk about what happened. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists article, and others like it, failed to note that authoritative accounts exist. As one NATO source document noted, quote, in 2006, the Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe historian interviewed a number of senior participants in Exercise Able Archer 83. None of them recalled any war scare or even any unusual Soviet reaction to the exercise. Air Chief Marshal Sir Peter Terry, the Deputy SACUR Commander who played the role of SACUR during Able Archer 83, stated quite categorically that, quote, no such scare arose at the time, end quote. How then is it possible that the disarmament movement has made an industry out of hyping a war scare that never occurred? The authoritative shape documentation explains that Able Archer 1983 was a small-scale, scripted exchange of messages among several military headquarters in Allied Command Europe. Declassified NATO documents of the era demonstrate how banal these message exchanges are when part of procedural exercises, despite the message's obvious import in a real-world crisis. Mark Kramer writes in German, and I quote, The evidence that is now available does not suggest at any point that the highest leaders of the Soviet Union feared a nuclear attack by the United States at any time in the fall of 1983. Rather, the members of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union's Politburo do not even seem to have been aware that NATO was even holding its annual exercise, Able Archer, in November 1983. Kramer refers to the authoritative shape documentation writing, quote, the NATO military command components that participated in Able Archer 1983, Supreme Allied Command Europe, SACUR, and Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe, SHAPE, and their subordinate command levels, left detailed records that are now preserved in the NATO archives and the SHAPE archives, respectively. They allow researchers, as long as the classification levels are removed, to trace exactly what went on in these exercises. End quote. Importantly, Kramer also adds, quote, The exercises were concentrated under the management of SACUR and SHAPE, exclusively on the chain of command, without the involvement of troop formations. End quote. This is an important point. Able Archer was a command post exercise that saw no NATO forces employed. It was merely an exchange of messages. The Soviet intelligence apparatus watched NATO forces across Europe, particularly nuclear forces, for the specific purpose of looking for signs of attack preparations. 
As Kramer makes clear in his analysis, Abel Archer 83 did not involve the participation of NATO political decision-making bodies, such as the nuclear planning group, or any NATO forces, nor were the political leaders of the United States or European NATO member states in the exercise. Secondary reports that claim one or more of the West political leaders were participants are pure invention. NATO's decision-making bodies at the political level were simulated by military leadership at the commands conducting the exercise. The participation of the American and British decision-makers was simulated by cells in Washington and London sitting in the conference room of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon and in the British Ministry of Defense. The involvement of other national command posts was not intended at any time and did not take place. Kramer further writes, quote, Later allegations that NATO suddenly and abruptly stopped Abel Archer 1983 in order to defuse hostile reactions from the Soviet Union are consistently unfounded. The exercise was by no means carried out earlier than planned. NATO leaders at the time were no more worried about possible repercussions in the Soviet Union than they had been during previous Abel Archer exercises. End quote. Intriguingly, the United States, SHAPE, and the NATO archives declassified considerable information with respect to nuclear operations related to Abel Archer 1983 and the, quote, nuclear weapons release procedures, end quote, which the SHAPE historian mentions when the core of Abel Archer 1983 is discussed. Reading the historian's report, which Kramer cites, alongside the declassified documents and my own experience, I find it baffling to know how falsehoods keep resurfacing. Abel Archer 83, or in any other year, is an exercise of military headquarters procedures with very dry, scripted language among a few military personnel in the shape headquarters and its subordinate military headquarters in Allied Command Europe, now Allied Command Operations. It was never an exercise the Soviets at any time mistook for impending nuclear strike. And in most instances, the Soviets did not even know the exercise was taking place. So in the end, what's important is to understand that what we think about Abel Archer 83 now, what's sort of the common understanding, is not accurate. It's a myth, but it's a useful myth that the arms control community uses to try to make a point. And I thought for today's nuclear knowledge, it was important that we talk about this so that we had a better understanding of the truth. Thank you for listening to today's nuclear knowledge. Stay tuned for next week's episode. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.